0: Welcome to episode 37 of the MTG Conflicts cast. My name is Steven, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John. Hey. And Chris. Hey. And in today's episode, we'll be going over some SCG Con results, as well as the GP Copenhagen results. Uh, But let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we tell you what decks we piloted and what decks we played against this past week. Chris, let's start with you.
1: Can anyone out there uh, guess what I played last week? Eldrazi?
0: Control? Eldrazi
2: Control. Control Eldrazi. Colorless
1: Control Eldrazi.
0: Uh, Mono Red.
1: Um, If anything, I played kind of like a five-color control deck, also known as Amulet of Vigor, (laughs) the deck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This time, I didn't change anything from the previous week. I put the exact same 25. There's nothing uh, super spicy about it, except for... Um, I still had the same one of a uh, high mind in the neck. Anyway, uh, I went 4-0 again. Did uh, you. Played against Soul Sisters round one. That was practically a buy. Um, <laughs> then I played against Jund, and I actually did not deserve to win this match. Uh, opponent had lethal on board and decided to pass the turn instead, and subsequently died on the crackback. Not sure what that was about. Um, I think Sad. it was because he was letting me keep track of Lettiles on my notepad and didn't actually have one of his own so he had no idea what my Lettile actually was <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> it's not the best choice I think he's learned from his mistakes and will be um, bringing his own notepad in the future Um, then I played against your writing is minuscule <laughs> the good old blue moon through the breach deck again and I too'd him GG easy um, it's really funny, every time we st- I sit down playing this sky, it's always like, alright, let's get this over with. Just like, play your mother even on turn 3 and just kill me already. And he's always like saying the same thing to me, ah, just like double M, you just nut all over me or something, I don't know. Well, uh, I guess it was my turn to do the, the nutting. Um, game 1, I had a turn 4, cavernous soul, Souls, Uncounterable, Primeval Boy. Um, he was not able to kill me on the crackback with a breach of any sort, and so he he died. He's cubed, And then in the next game, uh, my hand... Okay, so you played Amulet 2, Steven, a bit. Yes. Um, you are on the draw. Uh-huh. Do you keep this hand? It is Toloria West. Amulet of Vigor. Amulet of Vigor. Um, Summoner's Pact... Hive Mind, uh, Seal of Primordium, Ancient Stirrings. Uh, uh,
0: that's a close one. You know what? What? Wait. What is this on the play?
1: Draw. Draw against Blue Moon.
0: Game one or game two? Two. Did I win the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep it. Wow.
1: I kept as well. <laughs> Would anyone like to guess what my first draw of the, the 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 game was? A forest. Better, semi so Grove Chamber. Yes. Oh my god. That is correct.
0: The value
1: isn't that just like the best land to draw always? Or maybe my strings was an explorer. I don't remember because <laughs> so I had an explorer. I either drew explore the next turn or I had my opening hand.
0: Sure. So whatever. I play my
1: tapped three right West Pass. He plays a second land. Right. Pass back to me. So then I just play my amulet right it resolves I'm like okay play my bounce land like, yeah pick up my same bounce land i was like should i explore yes should i play my second amulet or should i play the seal of primordial you explore play the seal probably i play seal because sure. if if he did not League amulet he obviously does not have a mana leak. and sure. i think you also probably like would you remand the, the amulet there maybe maybe not but I was like, eh, I'm feeling like he doesn't have a 2 mana counterspell. So I just throw out the the, the seal, he's like, resolves. I'm like, okay, he has no 2 mana counterspells. Pass back to him, plays a 3rd land, passes back to me. And I draw, and I play my 2nd amulet off my Tori West. Right, and he's resolves. I'm like, okay. He's either like, the ultimate sandbagger, on this remand or something, or he just has nothing. So I'm like, uh, I don't know, play a mouse land, make 4 mana, yeah. I turn to my hand. Cast explore. It's like resolves. Like, oh he has nothing.
0: He has nothing. He There's garbage. no way.
1: <laughs> so play it again for a mana. Up to six. High mind? Yeah. Pact? Scoops.
0: Uh, what did he did you ask what was his hand?
1: Yeah, so his hand was um Land's Blood Moon Cryptic Command. Nice. Okay.
0: Oh, f-
1: he could have played Blood Moon but I had the seal. Yeah, yeah. my, my so, brother. Hashtag didn't blood matter. Moon
0: didn't even matter.
1: So that felt pretty pretty, uh, pretty good. Um, so then, uh, last last round of the evening, sitting at the good old 3-0 table, a uh, friend of the cast, Mike is sitting there waiting for me with his um, trusty dredge mill deck, I guess. I guess. That deck is sweet. And what, are you unsure of the
2: deck or whether it's trusty? Um,
1: <laughs>
2: Both?
1: Damn. Um... So I I think uh, part of the guy running the event walked by and said made some comment about how, yeah Mike you're, I, you're you know you're just sucking all the fun out of the room you're like you're like the vampire. Ouch. And I was like oh, oh, oh. then I will be the wooden stake of the people. I will end the madness here. We must raise the stakes. Ew. So because when Mike sat down he's like I know what you're. Like, I'm going to say it before you get a chance to. No splits kill them all. <laughs> yes. And I think that um, if you're unfamiliar to the Amulet deck, which I can't imagine why you, anyone out there would be. Um, Not listeners of this podcast, at least. Mill is actually up a rather poor matchup for Amulet. <laughs> um, they mill your combo lands, and then you lose a lot of velocity, and then you're sad. And yeah that's that's basically the story so he knows he's favored I know he's favored and he goes you wanna actually speaking of steaks loser buys dinner how about that and I was like "Eh, like I don't really not really the betting type but he's like nah, no, come on man loser buys in and out how about that you know it's like all right fine 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 whatever. oh man and now so game one steaks. He has double Hedron Crab, double Freighting Sanity. Mills me to zero cards in, in library. Like, pretty quick. And he's like, ha, you have no cards in your deck. I'm like, you were correct. It's like, pass, pass. like yeah, so that that's it, right? I'm like, so you're, you're, you're passing? Like, yeah, that's it, right? And he like, goes and starts picking up his cards. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. On your end step, I, 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 I have an effect. He's like, what? Okay. okay. I'm like, activate my Academy Ruins, put this <gasps> explosives on top of my deck. He's like <laughs> What? So I draw it, right? And I have an Azusa in play. Uh so I play my Eva for one. Pass back to you. And he like he thinks like thinks about it, like draws card I don't know, maybe he played land, maybe he didn't I don't remember. But he's like pass to you I'm like okay on your end step uh, crack my explosives kill all your heathen crabs I'm still in your end step activate my counter runes, put my E back on top of my deck
0: so, <laughs> draw for turn
1: play it again for one attack for, for, for my Azusa he's like uh uh <laughs> yeah uh, like draws yeah. his card and, like pass like alright and your turn, put my Walking Blista on top of my deck. He's like, what? Oh
0: my god. Because <laughs> he had
1: surgical my Titans already that game. So what like, else is in there? He's like, ha, ah, you can't possibly win now. I'm like, well... I just, so I, like, you know, play the Blista, and he, like, Fatal pushes it, so I like, have to sack it. I just, you know, shoot for some Ping. damage. And, you know, same thing, on your step, activate my Academy Runes. He's like, wait, wait. Still in your end step. Thoughts targeting you. I'm like, okay. It's back in my graveyard. He draws his card. Alright, my turn. Yeah. In my upkeep. I activate my County runes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah! Because on
1: top of my deck. You just like. <laughs> huh. And he couldn't draw a field rune or anything to get rid of my County runes, so he just died to this Ballista. <laughs> Kept right. on coming back.
0: Uh, that's how you do
1: that. But that's just game one, right? Game one. Oh so game two. Game two is like, you should just board it in all fifteen of your sideboard cards. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if those fifteen cards are the difference between me winning and losing. I think it was more of the runes. You you had me milled by like plus ten hundred million cards. I don't think that was the problem. Well this time, my opening hand contains a, a scrum a screen packed, a hive mind, and some lands, so it's good enough for me. <laughs> Um, he's so afeared of the hive mind he is that he surgicaled did game one when there's only one in the entire seventy five, which he soon learned after surgicaling it. <laughs> huh.
0: Wait, he didn't learn. Wait, didn't he already surgical your deck in game yeah, one? In game one,
1: but in game two, it's in my opening hand. Okay, anyway, so, I mean,
0: shouldn't he have seen your deck and been like, ah, yes, there's only room for one.
1: Well, that's because that's he surgicaled it in the game anyway. All right, no, sorry. Um, go ahead. So he has, like, he does the whole field of rune you, thought scour you, archive trap you with a Frank sanity in play. So there goes over half my deck. Just bye-bye. And then I, like, count my my deck, right? And I have, I have 17 cards. And then he picks up and counts my deck and counts the same 17 cards. And he's there certain <laughs> thinks a little bit. He's like, all right. I can already taste that burger. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get him real good. So he goes like, breaking, target you, mill eight. I'm like, yep, there's eight. Frank Sandy, eight, yep. It's like, And then he goes to end to his end step. I'm like, okay, okay. One card left in deck. Draw. Academy Play rose. my land. Make six mana. Hive mine, green pact, kill you.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. He was
1: so salty. <laughs> He just sat there with green packed on the stack for like a good, I don't know, minute or two. <laughs> and of course, I'm being like, you know, kind of a jerk about it, right? Like, so, uh, <laughs> are you are going you, are you, are you to search for a green creature or? Because your, your coffee resolves first, so you want to you look? <laughs> and he's like, he picks up his deck. He's like, nah, 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 nah. Like, And he goes to draw his card. Like, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, my pact is going to resolve now? And I have no cards in my library, right? I drew my last card already. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fail to find."
2: <laughs> Bless your heart.
1: <laughs> Best turn to you, and he like untaps and he's sitting thinking about. It. I was like, "What are my outs? What can I possibly draw here?" And I was like, "Well, considering, nothing. Considering pack triggers in your upkeep, nothing. There's <laughs> nothing you get to draw at all." See, <laughs> huh. so thinks for a little bit more, and he's like, "God damn it!" And then you know. Scoops him up.
0: Wow. So, uh, so how was that? How had, had that in and out taste.
1: Did you make him buy you a milkshake? <laughs> I did not. I didn't want to be too much of a jerk about it. Just a little bit of a jerk about it. But
0: but how did it taste?
1: It was sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I feel
2: like this is how like the just degenerate gambling and like magic social circles starts because I know a lot of <laughs> a lot of groups are like this where they just bet on fucking everything credit card game on every meal and i'm like how the hell does this shit start like are there that many degenerate gamblers that play magic i bet it just starts like this players like mike (laughs) someone gets a taste of how sweet it is to get free
1: fucking shit Now, i'm not gonna say that i endorse this sort of gambling (laughs) but free dinner was pretty sweet (laughs) yeah Maybe, maybe he's just a real unlucky better. I mean, the last time he made a bet, he uh, also lost. He, uh, he made a bet that Goblin Lore was actually printed as a rare at one point. <laughs> it Man, was not. Poor Mike. Poor Mike. Just getting ripped on.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: So, so that was my Magic playing experience of uh, the weekend. Uh, how about you, Steven? What, what about you?
0: Uh, so this past week, I played Affinity. Um, wow, I get, yeah, I didn't get to play burn. I didn't have enough time. I've been like sick and I fell on my skateboard a little while ago and I've been recovering and how's that arm uh it it's a lot better. My elbow is still very sensitive.
2: you have bone its,
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure it has like a tiny hairline fracture, but we'll just ignore that ow yeah it, it's it's painful when I like lean in against something um. My knee is more messed up than anything else though. Uh but it's fine. I'll be alright. Um <laughs> I so I didn't get to play Burn because I've been recovering. Um so I just played Affinity. I still have the and sword effects in the deck, which is uh very sweet. They it, they came in handy this week. Like they oh man, so good, so good. Uh so my my only highlight of, of me going two and two <laughs> is my last game against uh grixis death shadow uh, we're on game two i'm on the draw so i won the first one uh my opening hand was not good tossed it got six and it's mox opal mem knight blood moon edge champion um cranial plating and oh and uh and um And so Artifact. So no lands but and two zero drops with one of them being a Mox Opal. And I'm on the draw and I'm thinking, all right, I can just win if I'm on the play. So I I just want to get this game over with. Sure, I'll keep this like really bad greedy hand. I scry one and it's a Darksteel Citadel on the top. And I go, oh, my hand just went from really bad to really good. (laughs) Okay, leave it on top. My opponent goes, turn one Thotsies, and takes a look at my hand. And then we, like, laugh about it a little bit. He jokes about taking my, my Mox Opal. And I'm like, oh is that, <laughs> that card- you- oh, is that what you want? Yeah, go ahead. He's and like, he's oh, like- that card's terrible. <laughs> and, and he's like, no, no, I guess I should just take the Blood Moon. My deck just, my deck just dies if you, if you resolve a Blood Moon. I'm like, okay, yeah, if that's the card you want to take. Go for it, yeah. And so he takes Blood Moon. And I go, uh, flip the top of my deck. Play, you just flipped <laughs> it right off the top. Yeah, I just flipped it. Because, I mean, he, already, he,
1: already,
0: he already knows what's in what's my hand. It, right there, right what there. a fucking asshole! So I flip it, put it on the battlefield, put my mox up, I'll put my Memnite, and then uh, soul and soul my dark sister citadel. And then he looks at the board, he looks at his hand, he's like, Oh, I actually don't have an answer for that.
2: I can't beat that
0: either. <laughs> ah! So we play a few a few turns, and he realizes he does have an Engineer Explosive in his deck. He plays it for two, and the turn he pops it, I drew a my third land, or my third Mana Source, my second land, uh, to play my as champion. Because he still hasn't taken my as champion somehow. I don't remember why he hasn't yet. Um, oh, I, I, he didn't see a di- another discard spell or a Snap customary. He's not worried about
1: it. He has Engineer Explosives.
0: Yeah, and so... <laughs> and so... Um, my thing, my dude resolves, he has a Grimlov Mancer in play, and he's at one life. He has four mana open. No, five mana open. And I draw my card, put it, look at it, put it face down. I have uh, <coughs> Edge Champion, Dark Seal Citadel, Dark Seal Citadel, Blink Moth Nexus, Mox Opal. And I go, attack. He says, okay, before damage, activate Grimlov Mancer... Deal two to you. I go from like 18 to 16, sure, whatever. And then he taps three mana and goes, Kozilek's return. And I just stare at the board for a second, and then my eyes get really wide, and I go, You're and dead. I tap my Mox Opal, and I flip my upside down card, and it's a Spell Pierce. And he only oh. has one mana left. So he couldn't. If he wasn't being greedy with the Mancer, he would have been able to pay for it.
2: Doesn't he also just die to you animating Blink Nexus? Or is this after you'd actually made attacks?
0: After I've made
2: attacks. Oh, okay. The way you set it up, I thought you meant like just the beginning of combat, and I was no, like, no, "That no, is no, a no. mistake."
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he just like he looks at it. He looks at his man at his lands. He's like, ah, he ah and he me. like scoops it up. <laughs> and I looked at him, and he looked uh, at me. So that was <laughs> that was like a I have
1: made a mistake.
0: <laughs> that was a really fun, fun game for keeping like a total greed bullshit hand. Um, but yeah, that was my week. Uh, John, I hear you uh, you didn't get to play some Magic this week.
2: I played nothing this week. Which is still more interesting and original than you two, apparently. Bum, 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 yeah, bum,
0: apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: still managed to play a new deck, unlike you guys. <laughs> something new every week, even when that something is nothing.
0: Yep, basically.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah.
1: Say what you want, but I got free dinner.
2: Yeah. Definitely, definitely did not manage to get that much EV. I uh, I uh, I went on a hike. That was that was the thing. that was not magic. Let's get into our topics of the week.
0: <laughs> Wait, before before we get into our topics, I do want to talk about this uh, quick cool deck that I saw. I had a bunch of new players this past this past uh, yes today Monday when we recorded this
2: past today <laughs>
0: this, this past today. Um, I remember uh, it fondly. <laughs> a bunch of new players, uh, new to modern specifically. And one of them was playing a blue-white Tron. It had like two fairies. It had counter spells. It had the Unburial Rights package. It had. Um, it was just. It was sweet. It was. It was looked really cool to play. But he's because he was new. He was just kind of like really slow, and uh, basically like every every round went to like twenty minutes overtime. It's pretty frustrating. <laughs> got home and like passed out immediately because i was so tired um but that was uh that was very interesting to like to watch um i think he also runs thopter sword in there in the sideboard <laughs> it's just like it's like blue white tron value yes yes Dude, i swear
2: um, new players love blue tron
0: yeah i just, i don't i don't see the appeal
1: it's... what you don't see the appeal and blindslaver locking your opponent he wasn't
0: yeah. even playing that it's like you could
2: just get to scat, like scratch the timmy and the johnny fetish at the same fucking I guess. time yeah
0: i get to count all your fucking spells ah!
2: I,
1: ah, I get to
0: cast a ugin
1: ah! i get to play permission and utamog ah! yeah, <laughs> he,
0: like... he did he casted teferi against somebody and it was like teferi's brutal the fairy's brutal and modern. If you resolve it, it's kind of, man, it's kind of like what Jace used to do in standard. Which Jace? The f- mind sculptor. The good one. The good one. The good Jace. What about Architect Thought? That card kind of was sweet. It didn't end games. It wasn't like, here's my Architect it Thought. Do you have an answer? No, I'm gonna win. It what about fact- jace
1: Jace's prodigy? Oh. Get out of here,
0: both of you. Alright, Brin's prodigy. Rin's Vrin's prodigy wasn't too bad. I mean not was don't it, like, have, ninety dollars or something? Yeah, you don't have uh you don't have one mana to deal too? Okay, you're done. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's hop into our topics here. Let's start with SCGCon. Uh let's just go down the list of events. Let's we'll start with vintage, the most exciting one in my opinion.
1: Yes. I mean if exciting you mean by missions were shop the format then yes i mean everything
2: went exactly as planned (laughs) like exactly as planned got some shops some storm some jess guy some more shops and some oaf decks (laughs) yep it's basically what i expect out of vintage at this point it's cool
0: uh i really like i don't know if uh you guys noticed but I, i really like the shops lists they really resonate with me
2: Wow, I wonder why.
0: <laughs> you know, it could just be the the amount of Ravagers and Steel Overseers.
2: These decks play two colored cards, and the colored cards are Phyrexian Mana cards.
0: <laughs> Phyrexian Metamorph and Dismember. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it is a serious trip to Brown Town, that's for
1: sure.
0: So, good old vintage.
1: A really powerful format where you get to play all-stars like Chief of the Foundry. <laughs> and Foundry Inspector.
0: This is apparently our MVP. Whoever
1: like- said that new cards can't make their way into vintage. Hey
2: man, you wanted to play Trax Scourge of Krog, Krug, Steven? The second place deck has two.
0: I saw. Yeah, that was exciting. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically like a vigilant 7-7. Turn-
0: yeah, you can turn one it, right? You can like black lotus land traxos untap it with a mox gen just like
1: factory soul ring it yeah or
2: you mean workshop yes yeah yes workshop workshop mox it (laughs) yeah there's a lot of ways you can cast it yeah turn (laughs)
0: turn turn one traxos seems pretty pretty bonkers um but obviously every other deck is kind of on the same playing field right more or less uh, so, so I have a question, because I'm not very familiar with the vintage format. Um, I've, like, toyed with the idea of getting something online, but uh, I've always chickened out the last minute. <clears throat> Does every deck just play one of every mox?
2: No, not every deck.
0: Okay. Um, because I'm looking at the prices of these, and they seem very similar to each other, and I, think, I feel like most of that comes from the moxes.
2: Um, kind of. Uh, the moxes are pretty cheap online. Um looks like they cap out at like ten dollars. Yeah. Actually Sapphire is the most expensive at about 13 and a half Um yeah, not every deck plays all the moxes. Most do though. Um I'm trying to remember which decks don't play all the moxes. I mean obviously Dredge does not play all the moxes, doesn't even play any of the moxes or no and, and dredge is, is the price is, tag.
0: <laughs> it is the most it is the cheapest one in paper coming in at five thousand five dollars with three cents yeah man the cheapest
2: i mean yeah the the reason for that is single-handedly because of uh Bazaar of baghdad yeah um unfortunately yeah, even dredge uh, couldn't uh, avoid having a reserved list card yeah um but uh yeah i mean this format i mean it's honestly a moto format at this point um as far as the average person is concerned but it's a it's very approachable uh online um these decks are cheaper than most legacy decks and much cheaper than the average modern deck online um Mm
0: -hmm.
2: i mean i think what is our average modern deck cost at this point
0: on in paper online oh online um guessing like 200
2: actually they're about the same some decks are cheaper but m- most of these decks i'm looking at the top decks are in the same range
0: like three to four
2: yeah <laughs> jund is like 660 and then titan shift and storm are much cheaper yeah um but these uh these decks you can get into them for looks like about 400 dollars on average which is not bad um, yeah not bad
0: and if you have a lot of the cards it kind of just helps at that point
2: yeah i mean if you play legacy um you probably have some of the cards already um
0: what I did notice is that the shops list don't run mox opal. Why?
2: Probably not good enough. That's to get, interesting. To get that's started. fascinating. Yeah. It's probably just not good enough to get started.
0: Makes sense. It does, because especially when your other moxes are just doing better things, mm-hmm. um, because they don't need other artifacts. But yeah, that's I, I found that very interesting.
1: I mean, because the color doesn't matter, right? It, exactly. So it's just the worst mox by far because there's there's uh restrictions there's a, to it there's a real condition
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: but um yeah shops has always been kind of the boogeyman in in vintage and it's it's still strong after several restricted cards um guy is still putting up decent results despite having mentor restricted um sometimes one mentor is still enough um they've gone a little bit wider on their threat options now since they can't as reliably get to that one mentor as they could with a full, full playset it's yeah. um, kind of interesting is um, some of the lists aren't actually playing Pyromancer in any real numbers which I find interesting
1: <laughs> no, I, I, just, I like the, the Oath decks, they just seem so silly
2: oh, Oath is great Oath is, Oath is really great Oath is one of those decks that, like, I feel like does well, but then, like, doesn't do well for a while. It's kind of like, it seems like on again, off again. I I can't figure out why. I don't follow the format closely enough. But, like, it'll, like, win something, and, you know, it'll show up in results. And then, like, here it didn't even crack the top eight. It came just outside at at ninth. And then we kind of looked in the list a little bit, and I don't think there's another Oath list anywhere in the top.
0: So Oath revolves around Oath of Druids, correct?
2: Yeah, so um, Oath of the Druids basically checks at each player's upkeep and sees if they have fewer controllers than their opponent. Uh, if they do, they flip over the top of their deck until they hit a creature and then put it into play. And then all the revealed cards go to the graveyard, which is interesting um, because you can mill yourself out sometimes if you get really unlucky with this deck. Yeah, um, And it enables itself by playing the uh, Kamagawa Land Forbidden Orchard. Which taps for one mana of any color without any coming into play tapped restrictions or damage restrictions. But it does give your opponent a 1-1 one, one colorless spirit token.
1: That is hilarious. What's funny is that this list only has three forbidden orchards. It mm-hmm. doesn't even need all four.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's, I think, enough creature decks in uh, Vintage right now that your opponent will oblige uh, you by playing a creature more often than in the past. In the past, it was very common for decks to have such a low creature count that you really needed to be able to kickstart
1: things, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, um, another funny thing about the deck is that it plays, you know, you don't have to play any. You know, too many creatures in your deck, so you have more slots for silly things. Like, you could play stuff like main deck Ancient Drudge, three or, you know, two Pyroblasts. You know, yeah,
2: the format gets a damping re- sphere. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the format gets really teched It's interesting. um There's like a core of just really solid cards that go into almost all the blue decks, and then you've kind of got a fair number of free slots to do some silly shit. And there's a lot of like powerful packages that are available to you in vintage. Like, you can always jam Tinker and Blightsteel Colossus into your deck, or maybe you want to jam Vault Key into your deck, or maybe you want to play both um you can you can get kind of flexible on how you want to um slot your alternate win cons into the deck and so you know you have these established archetypes like oath but then sometimes you'll see like weird little packages shoved into them that really let people kind of um tailor their deck to what they're expecting i feel like vintage is underplayed to the point that like um some of the stuff is probably not objectively good
0: <laughs> yeah
2: but there's just not enough eyes on the format to really suss out what what isn't isn't um i mean fetch has been around for a long time a lot of these decks have been around in one one shape or another or one form or another for a really long time so the general archetypes have kind of gotten themselves carved out into pretty good places but then some of these more cute Selections and tweaks are probably not as well tested as they could be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but Makes it's sense.
2: hard when you don't have that that pool of data, right? Like, yeah. you can obviously go on Moto and grind a bunch of vintage, but your personal experience is pretty small compared to the collective knowledge of an active format of something like, you know, modern standard even legacy. Exactly. So, um, which is kind of cool, right? Like, uh, it is kind of actually nice playing in a format where, you know, the broad stroke stuff is figured out, but the finer details are not necessarily penciled in.
1: Yeah.
2: And you get to kind of chart your own course in that aspect. Yeah. Like the only, the I only think infor- it's an appealing part of the format to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. The only unfortunate part of the format is that it costs so much to get into paper.
2: I mean, it's just basically unachievable for people that... Yeah. In paper is basically something. Yeah. If, if, unless you're going to play in a proxy event, it's just... I don't even know anyone locally in our area that plays vintage i'm trying to think i went to a few uh, uh, proxied vintage tournaments a couple of years ago and i'm i'm not sure if anyone had an unproxied deck
0: mm.
2: maybe one person maybe two even,
0: even if i did have i wouldn't take it to fucking an event where proxies were even were were allowed i wouldn't just go to show off my twenty five thousand dollar.
2: people just want to play vintage man like if you got the deck you want to play it
0: i guess something insane um,
2: but yeah vintage is sweet um vintage super league is great to check out if you are interested in learning more about vintage uh, they've got a lot of solid players some good commentary and they uh they keep things interesting it's fun to check into occasionally i wish i made more time to watch it cuz it's it's a really fun uh, every video time I,
0: every time i check in i unfortunately watch whatever episode Randy Bueller is commentating on. Randy Bueller
2: commentates all of them almost. Well, not all of them, but he, he's like the yeah. guy that runs it. The thing yeah. is, is is uh, Vintage Super League is actually Randy Bueller in his element where he knows what the hell he's talking about. Um, just, Randy's Randy's I actually can't. pretty pretty knowledgeable about the vintage format. I,
0: I'm sure he is. I just, his voice. You don't like him? I, I hate, I don't like him and I don't like uh Rich Hagen.
2: Rich Hagen. Yeah, that's
1: the two everyone always complains I
0: just, about. I can't. I can't either.
1: What do you mean? Uh, listening to Randy Bueller scream about lightning helix was the greatest moment of magic history. Oh don't oh get me started. God. Oh
0: my god it's lightning helix. Yeah.
2: nah, I uh I don't know, I don't I don't I don't like journeying on the hate on, on uh either of those guys. They do a good yeah. job. But yeah, they just,
0: they do they do great. They like just, a, it's my personal preference is to not hear uh, their voice.
2: They're not ideal in some formats, and that's kind of Watsy's fault for not basically um, uh, hiring them to, to do commentary for those events
0: <laughs> yeah well I mean hiring them and then not training yeah but um but enough got... about watsie and their and their decisions about things and how much we disagree with them they've
2: gotten a lot better recently they got they have
0: they have they have actually um, let's move over to the gnome ban modern tournament
1: you mean the spaghetti tournament
0: the spaghetti tournament the let's jam all this colorless spaghetti at your face tournament so um,
2: so I want to ask you guys real quick there is a there's a, a a sea of colorless Eldrazi in this these top 25 results and there are what looks like two blue white Eldrazi players do you think this guy's made the best decision or a not so good decision to bring blue white
0: Um, Well, they're 11th and 12th, so they made the worst decision.
2: I don't know about that. That's results-oriented thinking. Yeah. Because isn't blue-white just way, way favored against all the colorless Lossy decks?
0: It's not as fast. That's a problem. Like, I would... I would be inclined to agree with you, but it's just sometimes not as fast as just the plain colorless version.
2: As fast, what though? Because the things that the colorless Eldrazi deck does fast are things that the blue-white Eldrazi deck doesn't care about. Like they don't give a shit if you play a chalice on turn on turn one or whatever.
0: Right, but you can you um. can essentially go like turn one. Um, you can go turn one mimic, mimic, and then like. I don't know, like next turn go Eldrazi, like Mattery Shaper or Thought Not Seer or Reality Smasher. And then that like puts...
2: But like, the blue-white decks do that too.
0: Do they though? I yeah, feel like...
2: they're playing all the same cards that enable
0: that. So I feel like I feel like with the blue-white version, you have less chances to do that.
2: But they're playing the same cards that do that.
0: But you have like Eldrazi Displacer and Eldrazi Spice Spawner. And yeah, but those are, like, they're, hope.
2: they're still playing like the four <laughs> mimics, the four, yeah, uh, Ugans, uh, the four temples. Uh, one of these guys even has the four spirit guides. Like, it's not slowing them down. Like they're not sacrificing any any speed that the colorless decks have.
0: Yeah, I suppose I, I, I can see that point of view. I mean,
1: it's basically the same as the the PT, right? The big takeaway is that the blue versions are not playing Charles of the Void that's the big difference one of these, what these guys is yeah um, i mean so i mean the 11th place is not yeah yeah um 12th place is going ham
0: yeah i shoved the stoneforge cards, Jesus stoneforge
2: mystic and a batter skull along Hell with yeah. chalices and a GTA yeah
1: this looks sweet, and thalia's i think this is a little a little bit of egregious a different take yeah um took
2: the best of the the white Eldrazi, the Colorless Eldrazi, and the blue-white Eldrazi deck and just kind of jam them together. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, like, if you're expecting everyone else to be on Colorless Eldrazi, don't you just want to be on the better Eldrazi deck?
0: But, like, how do you expect anybody to be on anything?
2: Like... Well, everyone was talking about how, like, Colorless Eldrazi was a level one deck. Like, there was a lot of talk about it going into the event online. And so I think <coughs> there, a, there could be a reasonable expectation that you'd be running into a lot of, a lot of Colorless Eldrazi.
1: I suppose I mean if you think about it right when you talk about No Ban Modern what do most people think about um, being like the, the the most disgusting things right it's all these silly combo decks oh, play Storm play Infect Hypergenesis or whatever and the other decks just stomp Amulet. all over these decks right yeah like how many of those decks like playing against the card Chalice of the Void yeah I think. Like, uh, and and if everyone's saying like, oh, you're just, everyone's just gonna be playing mental misstep. You know what doesn't counter Chalice of the Void? Mental misstep. Mental misstep. <laughs> yeah. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna have my mental missteps to counter your mental missteps, you can't stop me from playing my, you know, stupid combo storm ride of flame, blah blah blah. Chalice of the Void does not care about any such petty quarrels.
0: Accurate.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if it's particularly surprising that we see all of this El Jazi. And it's not as if El Jazi is a particularly expensive deck, right? Yeah. It's pretty cheap. I think it's comparative. Not, it's pretty accessible.
2: I think the next thing that stands out to me after this the sheer amount of Eldrazi that I find really interesting is Brian Brondewin in second with Miracles, a deck that he did exceptionally well with in legacy that he has a lot of experience of playing in legacy. Um, and he also kind of jumps out to me as, I think he's the only big name I really notice on the results list.
0: What um, I find really funny is that he kind of just took this legacy deck and was like, how do I like transform this into like the best modern deck possible?
2: I mean, he just kind of shifted the mana base a little bit.
0: And added dig through time.
2: Well, they were playing I mean, deck their time before it got banned. We I we call
1: it miracles, but it's really just it's it's the the counterbalance divining top package. Yeah, it's very much less so that th- there's there's a terminus in his deck, right? That's the only miracle in the entire seventy five. But it's kind of weird, right? Like you're thinking about no balance moderns, super powerful cards, and he's over here playing cards like detention sphere. Yeah,
2: right? I think I think he really wanted to shore up his um he had such a powerful like you know core to the deck that he also has this one of repeal and i really think he was trying to like keep his bases covered for weird shit like yeah you don't want to like lose to something random in such a wide open format so when you've got you know the selection of these you know ponders preordains since he's divining top take through time like why not include a few gotcha catch all cards to keep yourself from just getting ranched by some bullshit <laughs>
0: repeal your your uh, endless one.
1: Yeah. That seems it pretty turns decent. out um, you can't really repeal a Chalice of the Void.
0: You cannot, <laughs> unfortunately.
1: You
2: can't attention sphere it, though.
1: But I mean, I guess this kind of the, the, the top balance thing is kind of like a one-sided Chalice for one, right? Yeah. Which I think that's that's really like I feel like the takeaway of this format is one mana spells. You must be able to answer them, <laughs> or you will be wrecked.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> he's playing a, a pretty hefty amount of one mana spells in his deck. He definitely it's like he
0: wasn't afraid of meant of uh, of chalice.
2: Yeah, he's got two main deck spell stairs
1: that say otherwise. Yeah, spell near chalice one's pretty sweet.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I mean. Also the detention sphere, it's an answer. Right.
0: Also just realized his curve is pretty is, is nice for like flipping things with counterbalance.
1: Yeah,
2: I think this deck is really solid. I mean we only I think we only see him as the only one doing well with the deck. Uh I think that's probably just an oversight or lack of experience in other players' parts. Um it's like a really wide open format. BBD is obviously a very good player with a lot of experience playing similar decks, but that also means he's better equipped to identify what a good deck is.
1: And I mean, yeah. he he knew what was going on. He has you know three ceremonious rejections in the sideboard. Yeah. yeah. The the Eldrazi um, dominance was probably not much of a surprise to him. Um, but I, when I was watching his matches, um, it looked. Surprisingly reminiscent of the um, Legacy version of the deck before since Sensei's Divine Top was banned in mm-hmm. Legacy. Um, the big difference is being uh, the Supreme Verdicts instead of just Terminuses. But other than that, it seemed to play very, very similarly. Yeah, I think this deck is probably super solid and
2: no ban less modern. Um, seems like the way he's got it configured is pretty decent against Eldrazi. Um, some of the more like tech eldrazi decks like we talking about like blue white eldrazi don't really gain anything against miracles um they're trying to get advantages advantages in the other creature matchups they're playing like you know displacer Droner of hope This cards don't really do anything against miracles miracle isn't looking to play creatures to the board until very very late in the game when they've already kind of got a bow on things or if they're trying to aggro out aggro you out for some reason with a you know a mentor go wide plan um, which i don't think is likely to come up very often against um against eldrazi so, uh, I mean, looking at this format moving forward, as of them just going to develop, I guess is a little bit of a uh, a pointless exercise. But I think in, in the theoretical moving forward of this format, um, miracles is like a really solid deck, and um, black green depths, which also did very well, I think, is also a very solid deck that would continue to do
0: well. It's funny because I was just about to say it, it's a bummer that this 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 format isn't real.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i i think it, the, it's, it's
0: a bummer that this data isn't actually going to do anything
2: yeah i um i saw people talking about i think they were saying that the format basically is a, is a triangle of like miracles black green depths and eldrazi i think yeah. that's what, what seems, it was is. And, seems about right and that's um they that could probably get boring decently quickly <laughs> yeah so i would say blue red delver is not very present which makes me sad because i uh, i love blue red delver
0: of course you do,
2: but uh, just like uh, one I think one list, one deck. just one, just one. That was a deck a lot of people were thinking was gonna be like a kind of a level one deck too, and it had a hard time converting. It's a little, little too fair. The,
0: the Grixis Delver <laughs> list was insane, um, but I don't think it stacks up against Eldrazi. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's come crashing back down to earth uh and take a look at this um the invitational the starcities.com invitational so, um what
1: this topic is uh, <laughs> the
2: sweetest what some spice hanging out in this one
0: what's going on here guys
2: he got something for everyone on this cast to like also gerard fabiano i haven't seen that guy's name in a while Coming in at 7th on Jess Guy.
1: So, um, for those of you who think modern is not in a good place, we present you a top 8 with 8 unique decks. Um, Coming in first is Infect. We haven't seen this deck in. what? How many years? years?
0: Three, four years?
1: GP Los
2: Angeles was the last time I remember this deck being good.
0: Three, four years.
2: I
1: think I think uh, Probe got banned pretty soon after that, right?
0: Yeah. Uh
1: huh. So we have Infect in first, um, the KCI combo deck in second, Hollow One third, Affinity fourth, Mardu Pyromancer fifth, uh, good old Boggly Boys in sixth, Jessicae seventh and eighth. A deck somewhat near and dear to my heart is uh, Mono Green Devotion.
0: All right, let me get this elephant out of the room real quick. Uh, this affinity list—it's <laughs> um, playing three copies of Ancient Stirrings and two copies of Karn.
2: Yeah. What? Hey, man! Ancient Stirrings finds Karn.
0: That's. This seems like an interesting list. I've awesome. never liked. I've never liked Ancient Stirrings in Affinity because it doesn't—it's not proactive enough. Um, but finding a Karn seems pretty proactive.
2: Finds Edge Champion too, and a lot of decks
1: are just yeah. kind of cold to that.
0: Yeah. Um, um, some people are saying the,
1: the modern format is slowed down a bit. Yeah. And if that's the case, there's like more removal and the format slower. Then go ahead and take a turn off and
0: play a Karn. Or take a turn off, find a Karn.
2: Treat yourself.
0: <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a very interesting choice. It has wear and tear in the sideboard, a galvanic blast, two dispatch. It seems like a pretty typical uh, sideboard. It's just those three ancient stirrings and two karns that really threw me for a loop. And it's running a singleton forest, um, seeing as it's not playing any blue creatures that it needs to be casting.
2: This guy is playing two damping spheres in the sideboard of his affinity deck.
0: Tron's a real deck. Or, excuse me, uh, Storm is a real deck.
2: It's just amazing to me.
1: You can find it off Ancient strings. I mean, hey. Yeah. yeah.
2: This is good deck building.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe it's time to test out a a four a four of Ancient strings and just, like, value cards to find. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying.
2: Play some Glint Nest Cranes. Doesn't
1: find a card in them.
0: It does not, unfortunately. Womp <laughs> womp.
1: Doesn't buff Karn um, either. Or his little... What what little constructs he builds?
0: Yeah, little tiny constructs. <laughs> um, so this Infect List um, doesn't look too far off from what it looked like before it was gone, if I'm not mistaken. The only addition we're seeing is the Blossoming Defense. Because yeah,
2: that's been seen playing in, uh, in the deck since it was printed, but obviously yeah. no one was paying attention since the deck... Was not good anymore.
0: Exactly, um, and then we're also seeing the Dissenter's Deliverance in the sideboard, which is an interesting choice.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's just the cycling giving you yeah. some and then, some options.
0: And then four Geist of Saint Draft.
2: Yeah, man. Sometimes you gotta get them opponents there. interacting with you, not having any of that shit. Trot out them Geists, <laughs> flex on them.
0: Flex on them. Flex on those <laughs>
2: just guy guys. Yeah,
1: you know, so, just boarding in model like, Sudden Shocks and stuff. Just,
0: just play Geist. So my question is, why not, if you're going to be playing the Geist, like, I, I get that you're, you're trying to get a leg up on your opponent, why not include a singleton copy of um, Cavern of Souls in your 75? It seems like a pretty decent addition if you're going to be bringing in, like, uh, a creature-based sideboard card
2: i'm probably just less worried about counter magic and more worried about removal honestly makes sense um yeah i don't know the the caverns probably just not synergistic enough with their their game plan since they have a not very much overlap of creature
0: types accurate
1: and as a 20 land deck i mean if if one of your lands is only making colored mana for a geist of seeing draft and you don't have a geist of seeing draft.
0: Yeah, you're probably in a bad spot yeah that makes yeah. sense
1: it's got a it's the
2: first time i've seen a spell skit in a long time that card's uh been on the endangered list since uh yeah. since i guess infect got banned or no, not banned cut no, nerfed
0: say, i'd say it was it was on the endangered list after twin went away
2: yeah that's fair
0: <laughs> like even affinity was like yeah i don't care i can just race infect no big deal i don't need spell skates.
2: It makes me sad, like spell skate's probably like the rarest signed card I own and I never get to play it anymore. Womp mom, womp.
1: Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just have to start playing Infect again.
2: Yeah, right. I sold off all of my uh, Ink Moth nexuses, so that's gonna be a bit difficult.
0: <laughs> mistake, rookie mistake.
2: Awesome, that deck was like miserable to play. I didn't enjoy it at all.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you're like you're you're a slave to your to the top of your deck, man.
2: Yeah, I don't like that. Not a fan.
0: Yeah. Um, let's take a look at the classic. Let's get all this modern stuff out of the way. Um, speaking of three years ago, (laughs) uh, here's another first place list, uh, first place deck that we haven't seen in a very long time make actual number one. Um, it's Jund.
2: What's a Jund?
0: What's a Jund?
2: haven't heard. haven't heard of that before.
0: Um, it's, uh, you know, Tarmac wife's.
2: What's a tarmac wife? I haven't seen that in Modern.
0: Right? Yeah, like <laughs> both of these decks haven't seen great performances in, in quite some time and here they are just kind of like thriving these tournaments.
2: Modern's just such an open format. Like any deck can have a good day.
0: Yeah.
1: I will note that um, Boggles is in this top 8 as well. So clearly <laughs> Boggles is the most consistent deck um, in Modern in the past weekend. Should Consistently have been fucking annoying. God. God, I hate that deck. <laughs> uh,
0: along with Junk, we have Blue-Red gift Storms in second, White-Black Eldrazi Taxes in third, Counter Companies in fourth, Gorios Vengeance in fifth, Humans in sixth, Green-White Hexproof in seventh, and Blue-Red Breach in eighth. Um,
1: God, Gorios is just one of those decks that just yeah. on any given day can just mop the entire room.
0: It, and it doesn't even, it doesn't mop. It it slides in and just like does its thing, and then people realize it's there and they're like, ah, we forgot this existed. I mean, I don't know if
2: you've played against <laughs> this deck very much. I would definitely describe it as mopping. This deck fucking when slays you lose nerds this deck, when not It feels partying. like
1: they're cheating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? right. That makes
1: sense. So they're yeah. just sitting there and it's like, oh he has three and He gorio's vengeance well i'm gonna like You're... in response crack my rock and there's like uh in response Exile spirit guide gorio's vengeance again and then like what and then they just kill you yeah i feel like i die of a stupid smile on my face half the time against this deck <laughs> like I, I i think most of the time when i lose against this deck it's in a very spectacular fashion <laughs> yeah or the, or they blood moon you <laughs> in games two and three
0: I do want to point out that um, this counters the the counters company deck played against it today, and I realized how much of a dog I am in this matchup when I'm not playing galvanic blast.
2: You played against counters company online?
0: No, in paper. I
2: was gonna say that person is a fucking masochist.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was in paper, and uh, he just goes like turn two, um, turn two druid, and I'm like, okay. I'm gonna do my best, like present lethal for next turn. And he like untaps and goes like oh my uh God. <laughs> and goes uh Court of Calling for two. Yeah. Go get um what's the card called? Uh Vizier V-Zier of Remedies?
1: Vizier of Remedies.
0: And I'm like, okay, you have infinite mana. You He's are like,
1: the problem, and he
2: has the cure.
0: <laughs> He's like collect a company? Okay. And he fucking hits, like, exacties. Like, Visericere into into Kitchen Finks. I'm just sitting there like, Alright, I I have an Infect land, I'll be fine. Oh wait, you also get to scry through your whole deck. That's goes, He goes, scry through my whole deck. I'm like, alright, great. He passes the turn, I hit him for 5 Infect. He untaps. He flips the top of his library. And it's a walking ballista, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I lose. Yay! Yay! It's
1: I remember dumb. when that deck was was first a thing, and everyone was playing it. God.
0: I remember when everybody's worried about it, and it's just like, I don't get it. Now I get it. <laughs> Stupid deck. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, now I get it. I get it.
1: So they just play this Devoted one turn to you You just like have to respect it You
0: have to You have to kill it If you don't kill it You're dead And even Like that's the thing I've You don't have had, to respect it You're right You're right I've definitely had a player Go like re- Like resolve his vizier And expect me to scoop And I'm just like Okay you have infinite mana Now what Play Kitchen twinks. Chris can tell okay. you about
2: When I didn't respect The combo
0: Like I'm like okay You have a Kitchen twinks. <laughs> you gain two life and then he goes pass a turn i'm like oh so you have infinite mana nothing to do great and every turn he just starts off with like uh make infinite mana like okay you got it (laughs) you got it show me what you got but now i get it i respect it now uh let's take a look john at this uh scg classic legacy event do you want to talk about that a little bit
2: it's Legacy. Uh, it's not a fast-changing format, and things are kind of holding right where they were when we last looked in for Seattle. Um, Grixis dollars still a very good deck. Four-Color Control, aka check file, also still a very good deck. Uh, Deathrite Shaman has a Stranglehold on the format. It turns out that a one-drop that ramps you, fixes your colors, protects you from graveyard decks, pads your life total against burn... And also, as a win con, is P-Good.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean that one man a Planeswalker? Yeah. That so you can have four of on the battlefield? Yeah, it also
1: attacks and blocks unlike Planeswalkers. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're not allowed to cast any spells because all of your lands are mountains. Yeah.
2: Uh, Mon Red Prison has uh, been gaining more and more attraction in the format as people get more and more fed up with getting fucking ranched by Deathrite Shaman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Deathrite Shaman is still okay at helping you try to break through the uh the lock piece that they may present uh but frequently you don't have enough ways to actually deal with their variety of lock pieces they can present and you are overwhelmed and die <laughs> sure. um so this format or uh, this i'm sorry this uh this tournament is pretty boring to be honest it's kind of the, the who's who that we're expecting to see uh we've got a little bit of a food chain sneaking in in fourth place uh from cosmo Quak, who's done well off the deck in some previous events um if you look at him on goldfish mtg goldfish he's uh, placed highly with the deck in i think at least three or four other tournaments within the last year so he is quite experienced with the deck and it rewarded him with a fourth place finish but the thing that really catches my eye is down here just outside of the top 8th at 10th is a blue white standstill deck i have not seen a standstill deck do well in legacy in a hot minute um it's a pretty old strategy that pops up from time to time and never does all that great but um luke tooker uh piloted the deck to a 10th place finish and i really like his build he looks very close to a Miracles deck. He's actually playing a full four Terminus together with his uh, two Jace the Mind Sculptors, four Brainstorms, four Ponders. And he's got some of the other who's who that you expect to see in a, in a uh, current uh, modern uh, legacy deck, uh, like uh, Miracles deck. He's got uh, his uh, actual factual counter spells, two copies. He's got a Council's Judgment, and he's got some Snapcaster Mages. Um, But the real spice is he has four standstill, which if you're not familiar with the card, is a one and a blue enchantment that says whenever a player plays a spell, sacrifice standstill. If you do, each of that player's opponents draws three cards. So your opponent cannot deal with the trigger on standstill as I've seen people make mistakes in the past. You cannot stifle a standstill trigger, or I should say you can stifle a standstill trigger, but stifling the trigger, We'll put another instance of Standstill's trigger on the stack (laughs) above Stifle, and it will resolve first, and you will still get your three cards, and your opponent will be sad. (laughs) Um, Right,
0: because you don't sacrifice it until the ability resolves.
2: Exactly. Um, (laughs) So normally, uh, Standstill decks uh, basically try to stick a Standstill, get their opponent to get all shaky in the knees and scared to not try to play any spells, and then they beat you to death with some Mishra's Factories and (laughs) Mutavaults. Um, Seems good. But Luke has an excellent card that I've been sitting on in my binder for a while now, and been hoping sees play. Which he is playing four copies of Myth Realized.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's which sweet. is
2: awesome. I've always thought this card is great in a Do Nothing dirtily deck. Uh, it's a uh, a single white mana enchantment from uh, Dragons of Tarkir. So whenever you play or whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a lore counter on it you can also pay two and a white to add a lore counter to it manually as many times as you can afford to pay per turn and it has a single white mana to activate the ability that says until end of turn mithril becomes a monk avatar creature in addition to its other types and gains this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of lore counters on it basically in a deck that is casting a decent number of spells or is just kind of staring at their opponent with spare mana up at the end of every turn myth Eyes can get out of hand and kill an opponent quite quickly uh you could be beating in for four even five damage relatively fast and it comes down on turn one so it fits into your curve well can get under some counter magic i think it's just a really solid finisher uh for the deck
0: it's also a really great card to be playing when fatal push is not really anywhere to be seen
2: yeah that's just not really a card in legacy
0: yeah exactly like i was thinking i was thinking about why this card isn't good in modern like oh fatal push is a card that just kind of hoses it
2: yeah that's why i haven't really tested it out i always kind of think about sleeving it up in some janky deck, and then realize that this gets paddled pretty hard by fatal push
0: (laughs) i mean i guess if you're just like protecting it really hard yeah I think this card's
2: best in the deck it's not really focused on protecting it so much as passively reaping the benefits of it laying around on the battlefield though
0: yeah and let's take a look at SCG Standard Classic
1: so what I think is the most interesting thing about Standard is on the same weekend we had the SCG Classic in Renoke, but we also had a Grand Prix Copenhagen, and you know, same weekend, same format, vastly different top eights.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of night and day.
1: So uh, over here in Grand Prix Copenhagen, it's very much um, the same as the Pro Tour. Business as um, usual. You know, a bunch of mono red, black red, with a little bit of blue white sneaking in to top eight
0: yeah this time one more one more blue deck snuck in than last time
1: and then just mono red mono red black red black red blah 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 yeah and it's a very similar kind of story all the way down um whereas the standard classic in uh, roanoke Renau- roanoke roanoke um a lot of blue yeah um,
0: and mid-range
1: yeah so like the was took taken down by a black-white uh, mid-range deck um, beating red-black aggro in the finals, but we also had a green-blue mid-range deck, Esper control, and two blue-black control decks in the top eight as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also feel like I'm not sure how you prepare for a grampy, but I feel like if your deck can't beat the aggro decks, then you probably shouldn't show up. Um, but it looks like the people at Rona kind of were prepared for the aggro decks.
2: I do think it's interesting that the winning deck had three, grint, three Glint Sleeve Siphoners in it, and that card just gets destroyed by Goblin Chain Roller.
0: Yeah. Uh, what really did catch my eye is this Abzan midrange deck towards the bottom. Um, the Abzan, the black and the Abzan, it's for... One Vraska Relic Seeker and a Fatal Push, so it's really mostly just a blue green with a black splash. Um, Two some Doctor Arrests. <laughs> yeah, this card keeps popping up everywhere, and I keep wondering why. I feel like there's just better versions of this, is there not?
1: I mean, it's basically just a more narrow banishing light. I suppose. Slightly more narrow.
0: But yeah, um I yeah, I think you're right, Chris. It's, it's very interesting to see these two um these two top eights, especially taking a look at um, when you take a look at MTG Goldfish and you take a look at the, the top cards. The top cards in Grampy Copenhagen are a braid, chain whirler, scrounger, courier, and in Roanoke we see Duress, Fatal Push, Veraska's Contempt, and Siphoner as the top four. I think that's that is so odd to see how bizarrely different these these two decks are. Or these two lists are.
1: So I guess it's like, is is the classic metagame where Standard is headed? Or was it just everyone was trying to out-mind game everybody else since you ended up with a much lower representation of mono-red than the GP may have had?
0: My initial opinion is that Roanoke is kind of representing a more local meta base. I feel like this is probably going to be what you see more at your at your FNM or at your standard tournament is these different like all of these different decks because most of them are different there are some repeaters but there's not so much consistency as the GP um, whereas the GP I feel like is, is kind of representative of like what you're going to be seeing at like PPTQs and PTQs and GPs um, but that could, that could just be like my wrong opinion but it's kind of what it seems like.
2: The GP is a much much larger event to kind of sift out all the creativity
0: yeah yeah that's accurate <laughs> and that about brings us to our final segment slot of the week where we tell you what card we are totally hyped to put an hour 75 uh, John let's start with you
2: Well, since I didn't get a chance to really play Magic this week, I'm going to be running back my pick from last week, which was Teferi Hero of Dominaria. A little boring, but I am still excited to play him and test with him. I'm acquiring the cards I need to play him online, and hopefully I'll have some info to report back with by next Monday, or Friday for you, the listener. Uh, How about you, Chris? What are you super-duper excited
1: to get into your super-duper deck? Uh, Well, I had thought of a card that was ultra-spicy, that I might uh, thought of, think about playing. But <clears throat> after seeing the results of the past weekend, I might be inspired to uh, revisit a good old friend of mine of Mono Green Devotion. So my slow of the week is going to be a good, um, one of my favorite green beastie boys, Crater Hoof Behemoth. Um, <laughs> even watching the coverage, very often uh, commentators are sitting there thinking, oh, what can he green pack for here? Horde would be pretty good, when in fact he was just going to get a Crater Hoof Behemoth and kill his opponent instead. So. seems good super I, duper indeed from playing a lot of like elves I really enjoy me a big hoof
0: that um, big hoof life man
1: so what about you Steven what are you, what are you looking to play
0: so uh, I kind of want to go back to the deck I wanted to play last week which was Burn uh, so I'm going to revisit that list um, and kind of tweak it to find a good 75 for my meta uh, I will be playing Searing Blaze for sure a lot of creature decks at my store unfortunately no humans decks that i can practice against which i feel like is kind of uh an outlier but there are creature decks nonetheless so i will be playing Searing blaze as a four of in my 75 this week
2: count yourself lucky
0: they might meddling
2: made you with three out of one of the great rebels in your hand
0: accurate <laughs> And that brings us to the end of our cast. Thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content from us, you can head over to mtgconflicts.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, MTG Conflicts, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments, please leave us a message on one of those platforms. We'd love, 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 love the feedback. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later!